Hello and welcome to here's Johnny's Reviews and the summer of sum the summer of summer. The summer of super continues with Freezer Burn. Oh sorry, Captain America Winter Soldier. Coming out two years after the Avengers, this movie puts Captain America in a very real world problem. Government spying on their peoples, with whistleblowers such as Snowden exposing this. Can a superhero deal with data mining? Well, that's what this $177 million budget movie that pulled in $740 million is here to find out. So let's get into this. Starring Chris Evans, Scarlett Johansson, Samuel Jackson, Sebastian Stan, Anthony Mackie and Robert Redford. Directed by the Russo Brothers, The Plot. With Steve Rogers struggling to make it in the modern world, he pours all his time into working for S.H.I.E.L.D. However, he soon finds out the truth that they're actually run by Hydra. Also, he has an assassin on his tail, uh, known as the Winter Soldier, his old BFF, Bucky Barnes. Can Captain stop Hydra, save S.H.I.E.L.D. and the world? Also get his best friend back, or is the world doomed to be run with an iron fist? The movie opens up, as he's all do, with the Marvel Flipping Pages logo, but this is the shiny new 3D logo. Then shots of the rising sun on the Washington Monument, as Captain America, once again played by Chris Evans, laps Sam Wilson, aka Falcon, played by Anthony Mackie. Running around the iconic sites of DC, Captain laps Falcon time and again. The two finally meet as Falcon takes a breather under a tree, and they bond over former soldier stuff such as soft beds. Up pulls Black Widow, once again played by Scarlett Johansson, in a corvette to take the captain to the Smithsonian. And note, Captain's notebook is different for every country. This movie was shown in. Cue the first mission to take out a pirate ship in the Indian Ocean, the Lemarian Star. And note, Lemaria is Marvel's Atlantis. Captain jumps out of the plane with no parachute and takes out all the men he sees on the ship with a couple of hard hits from his shields, therefore fucking killing these guys, no doubt, even though they're supposed to be knockout blows, you know, right? Vibranium shield to the face, yeah, he's knocked out, mm-hmm, he dead. During the briefing from Brock Rumelow, aka Crossbones, played by Frank Grillo of Prison Break, Purge Movies and Zero Dark Thirty, he tells Cap the main guy is Georges Baroque, aka Baroque the Leaper, played by Jordis St-Pierre, an UFC fighter in real life. Widow saves Captain as a goon gets a better of him, still bantering on about the cute nurse next door. Is Captain still a virgin after all this time? Hmm. Anyway, Widow takes out the engines as Captain takes out goons on deck and plants a bug to overhear the Leaper talking about shit, basically. And note, Scarlet and Chris did 80% of their own stunts. In fact, all the actors did as many stunts as humanly possible. Widow is actively killing men as she does so, and this ticks off Captain, who wants to have as many, I don't know, uh, prisoners as possible, I'm guessing. Agent Sitwell, played by Maximiliano Herendez, is one of the hostages on board the ship. Brock rescues him along with the others, as Captain takes on Barok in a cool balls-to-the-wall fight as Widow downloads secrets from the ship's hard drive servers. This pisses off Captain, uh, with her saying she needs to get her hands on as much information as possible, and is indeed a good habit to get into. The next day, in DC, 
in the Tuscarian Shield building, Cap gets called into Nick Fury's office, once again played by Samuel L. Jackson, to hash it out over why Fury sent Widow onto a different mission as he did. With that, Fury takes Captain to the underground hangar to show off, quote, Project Insight, i.e. three huge arm-to-the-teeth drone helicarriers that'll circle the planet keeping the peace. Yeah, because that's a good idea. Here, Fury tells Captain his grandfather was an elevator operator for 40 years, walking home with his bag of tips unarmed until time went on and he carried a magnum around with him. Hence why Fury doesn't trust people, because, quote, he who has the biggest stick wins the war. Captain asks, with all the spy technology, what have we lost, as Fury tells him to get with the programme. With that, Captain roars off on his bike to the Smithsonian to look over the Howling Commandos exhibit and his own, very much, after he visits Peggy Carter, played by Haley Atwell, under some heavy old-age makeup. She tells him she's proud she invented S.H.I.E.L.D. and loves the life she ran. She tells him to do his best, telling him that... Everything must start over again from fresh. You must pull down the old world to build up the new. Making me think she's actually Hydra all along. For reasons later. Just like that, the fog of dementia kicks in and Agent Carter can't remember anything she's told Captain. And she cries thinking this is the first time she's seen him in decades. That afternoon, Fury is in his office, looks at the thumb drive Widow had on the satellite ship, but he can access it with the computer saying it was sealed by Nicholas J. Fury. So something is up there then, if this great super spy can hack into his own security defences. So, up he goes to the World Council room, in which Alexander Pierce, played by Robert Redford of Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, The Sting, All the President's Men, Sneakers, and up close and personal, is chairing a meeting with the World Council, all of which are there in holographic form, including Councilman Rockwell, played by Alan Dale will probably die of a heart attack, and Councilwoman Howley, played by Jenny Agutter, explaining how a top-secret shield ship can be taken over by Algerian pirates, with Pierce saying he doesn't care about the ship, he cares about the fleet. Fury pulls him away, and the two butt heads over the thumb drive. Also, Fury wants Project Insight to be delayed until his investigation. Cut to Captain visiting the VA hospital overhearing a support group of shell-shocked soldiers. See that 10 times fast. Captain asked Falcon who he lost, with him saying his wingman, so we're led to believe he's a pilot. Cut to Fury's SUV being run off the road by fake cops, and Fury having to shoot his way out using his onboard minigun. Luckily for Fury, this is a full bells and whistles SUV with bulletproof glass, smart self-driving, flying abilities, and onboard mini lightsaber. What? It is. He has an onboard lightsaber. From Star Wars to cut through the tarmac to escape. You try to say to me that thing is not a lightsaber. Piss off. Anyway, got to say, this is a brutal um, takedown of Fury. This is mercilessly. He's chased down, his arm is broken, and he's almost killed by Winter Soldier. Said Winter Soldier being Bucky Barnes, played by Sebastian Stan, who is brainwashed by the Russians to be a bad guy, the ultimate assassin. Even here, the Russians are messing with American-made things, so it's not just in real life then. <coughs> Trump, <coughs> Brexit, <coughs> oh, excuse me, bullshit detector kicked off there. <coughs> the project's a bullshit. 
A note, this stunt was done by Samuel L. Jackson himself in a real traffic. Okay, fair enough, it was actual controlled traffic, but it was still real traffic. Fury is a badass here. However, not a not as badass as Winter Soldier, who takes him takes out the SUV, firing a landmine under it, blowing it sky high. That night, Captain returns home to find Fury has broken in, and he is indeed badly injured. Fury tells him his house is bugged, also not to trust anyone. And I'm getting X-Files flashbacks here. In the hallway, Captain tells his neighbour, Kate, aka Agent 13, played by Emily Van Camp, to use his washing machine when she needs it. So she is the, quote, cute nurse across the hallway then. Anyway, back to Captain and Fury. Fury tells Captain S.H.I.E.L.D. is compromised, then hands him the thumb drive before he's shot by Winter Soldier from across the street. Captain leaves Fury and hands up Agent 13 to chase down Winter Soldier, but he gets away after catching Cap's shield and throwing it back at him. Again, why does he throw that bloody shield willy-nilly? It's his only fucking weapon. Widow rushes to hospital to see Fury being worked on an operating table as he dies. Widow asks Agent Hill, again played by Colby Smothers, about the bullets with her saying untraceable but rushing. Captain tells Widow the shooter had a metal arm and this is where Widow realises she knows who he is. In the hallway outside the morgue, Widow asks Captain as to why Fury was in his flat. Rumbelow pulls Captain away, but not before he can hide the thumb drive in the hospital vending machines behind two packs of Hubba Bubba gum. Now, I know that stuff's bland, tasteless chewing gum, but come on, two packs, Captain? Really? Later that morning, Captain is taking to Pierce's office to be questioned. It's here! We find out Fury and Pierce were friends, and Fury saved his daughter's life, going against orders. Pierce tells Captain that Fury hired Barak to take down the S.H.I.E.L.D. spy ship, and he is dirty, as indeed so is S.H.I.E.L.D. So, here he lets slip that he wants to tear down the world and build it anew in his image. Exactly what Agent Carter said on her pretty much deathbed. So making me think these two are actually Hydra. Hence why four years ago I knew he was Hydra because for as many twists and turns this movie thinks it has, its plot can be seen coming a mile off. They are telegraphed beyond real belief. One thing however, if Pierce wanted Fury dead and Avengers destroyed them, why not kill him before he healed Stark and Iron Man 2, or before he got the Avengers together in the first place? Also, if Hydra was S.H.I.E.L.D. all along, why didn't it use Stark's technology to make suits or super soldiers? And more so, why didn't Tony find out about this when they hacked into S.H.I.E.L.D. in the Avengers? Hmm, bad writing much? Captain walks away, telling him nothing. So seconds later, Captain's attacked by crossbones and 14 other goons and an elevator. Just like that, one question, questioning, uh, getting nowhere, and they decide to kill him. Damn Hydra, you're cold. Not gonna lie here, this elevator fight scene is pretty cool. However, just how big is this bloody elevator? I mean, 16 men plus Captain get on, but they still have enough space to have a kick-ass fight. I mean, I find it hard to find three people standing in my ten-person lift in my apartment. It's a bloody nightmare for fuck's sake. How the hell did I get 16 people in this lift? I mean, fuck off. After the fight, in which Captain hands the Hydra soldiers their asses, he jumps out 
of the trashed elevator and falls, 16 floors landing on his shield and just runs for his life. Just what exactly is Captain America's powers here? I know he's a frisbee champion, can run 30 miles in 30 minutes, can single handedly take down 20 plus men and has a photographic memory, but come on, 16 floors straight onto the shield and he doesn't break a bone? Really? He escapes on his motorbike, and as he does so, he takes on a Quinjet with one toss of his shield. And I've got to say, these Quinjets are easily destroyed. Well, they make a bloody sticky back plastic in hopes. Agent Sitwell locks down shield to hunt down Captain. Then, Agent 13 questions why. So, Pierce tells them Captain is a rogue agent and can't be trusted. And indeed, shield is compromised. Captain returns to the hospital to retrieve the thumb drive, but Widow comes up behind him and blows a bubble with the thumb drive in hand. After a quick scuffle, Widow tells Captain about Winter Soldier, and the two go on their run. And note, there's a cutscene on the Blu-ray that shows Captain outsmarting Hydra by dumping his tracked Captain outfit, hence why in Avengers Infinity War, the star on his chest is missing, but this scene was before... Uh, the hospital one, I believe. Uh, Widow and Captain go to an Apple store to read what's on the thumb drive. More scenes of Pierce pretending he's S.H.I.E.L.D. defending Fury's good name to the World Council, who are out for blood, saying he's a martyr and not a traitor. The World Council play rent to Pierce's hands, demanding Project Insight to be reopened and reinitiated ASAP. Widow hacks into the thumb drive because of course she can, because if the super... A super spy. Fury can hack it. If she can hack it, because feminist power, that's why. Really? She does it in nine minutes, but Fury can't unlock it. He's been standing there talking to the computer for hours, I'm guessing. And he can't unlock it, but she unlocks it under six minutes. Fuck off with that shit. <sighs> Fading out, it has an AI hitting on it, and it keeps putting up fireballs to hide behind. Widow traces it to New Jersey, and wouldn't you know it, it's the same training camp that Captain was trained in. But wait, that was in Britain, wasn't it? Hmm. Widow and Captain easily escape the Hydra goons, led by crossbones, sent to the Apple store to get them back. Heading to New Jersey in a stolen car, Widow asks if Captain is still a virgin. In the camp, they find S.H.I.E.L.D.'s original office, behind which is Dr. Armanzola, played again by Toby Jones, who is the AI stored on the computers, and the computers are the size of the bloody bunker. These are huge data banks. I think they said it's 2,500 data banks worth of computers, and this thing is massive. Anyway, it's here. The computer AI Zola tells them Hydra is S.H.I.E.L.D. and have been controlling the world since 1950s feeding paranoia and war hype so the people would willingly hand over power to them much like Trump did in 2016. Zola sends a missile to take out Widow and Captain but luckily for them Captain Shield protects them. Okay then, so that little shield can protect both people from a fucking ballistic missile strike. Okay then. If you think this is far-fetched actually about the whole fake news stuff, look at Facebook spreading fake news, Twitter controlling what you can and cannot tweet, CCTV cameras on every fucking street corner. Are we really free or are we just sheep being led around and this thing called fear is actually controlling us? Are we actually giving up too much power to the government? Hmm. With the shield bunker now destroyed and Zola's AI destroyed also, 
Captain must stop Hydra and Prodigy Insight, so he asks Falcon for help. Oh yeah, surprise, Winter Soldier works for Pierce, who is also Hydra. Because nobody saw that one coming, you know. Pierce gets Winter Soldier to track down Captain and stop him at all costs. Meanwhile, Falcon asks Captain to get his suit for him if he wants him to be helpful. The suit being an exosuit with retractable wings, hence the Falcon. Hey, it's better than the comic book suit. Lycra and Batwings, bright green with exposed chest. What the fuck were they thinking, Marvel in the 70s, really? Still, could be worse, he could be a pimp, which he was originally in the comics. Hmm. Oh yeah, Sam Wilson isn't a pilot. He's an experimental Stark tech suits type person. Okay then. Cut to Sitwell and dodgy Councilman Stern, played again by Gary Shandling of Iron Man 2 and the Hail Hydra scene. Really, that thing was an internet meme for bloody months afterwards. Q, Captain and Widow holding Sitwell on the roof, threatening to throw him off. Captain doesn't, but Widow does, over him to be caught by Falcon. Sitwell spills everything about Project Insight, and that's why Hydra's plan was to take over the world, and indeed kill anyone who stands in Hydra's way using the three drone helicarriers. Driving to the helicarrier hangar, Winter Soldier attacks, throws Sitwell to his death, and tears the car apart. Captain uses a shield and the car door to get him, Widow, and Falcon to safety. However, Winter Soldier shoots a grenade at them, knocking Captain onto a bus on the ground underneath the flyover pass, whatever the fuck it's called. He then pins him down and Widow and Falcon are pinned down also with gunfire. Widow uses her gadgets, uh, but Falcon is stuck on the overpass. Soldier goes after Widow, leaving his men to take on Captain, stuck in the bus, uh, weaponless and indeed shieldless. One of the men unloads on Captain with a minigun, but Captain keeps him at bay using his shield. He somehow managed to get back, and it also deflects thousands of bullets that are whizzing past him. Okay then. Captain deals him with a backflip and a smack in the face with the shield. He runs to protect Widow from Soldier and cue a cool hand-to-hand fight between Captain and Soldier. It's here. Captain finds out Soldier is Bucky Barnes, but he doesn't remember him. Soldier gets away just as crossbones and hydra soldiers arrest captain widow and falcon inside a paddy wagon agent hill helps captain falcon and widow escape she takes him to a hidden bunker and nick fury who faked his death in order to bring pierce's plan out into the open and note the doctor working on widow's gunshot wound is joe russell one of the directors soldier gets taken in to get his metal arm repaired after a fight with Captain and here he has his mind white. Fury tasks Captain and his team to take down the helicarriers and stop Project Insight and indeed Pierce. Captain wants to take down the whole of S.H.I.E.L.D. not just the small Hydra parts but the entirety of S.H.I.E.L.D. So Captain steals his old Captain America outfit from the Smithsonian and cue the Stan Lee cameo. So the plan goes into action. Pierce calls the World Council members over to see the launch of Project Insight. Yeah, because that's how that one works. The entire council is going to be in one room at the same time. Gee, I wonder what could go wrong. With Captain Falcon and Hill taking out the control room, Widow, disguised as one of the female World Council members, takes on Pierce, who kills the other council members because, surprise, surprise, he's Hydra. 
And of course he would kill the entire World Council, you fucking idiots. As Crossbones and his Hydra goons kill all Royal Shield agents in the launch room, he launches the three helicarriers as his team cleans out the other Royal Shield agents. Captain lands on helicarrier one and takes on Hydra agents as Falcon takes on helicarrier two. With the councilmen dead at the hands of Pierce's electrified ID badges, see, told you Alan Dillard died of a heart attack, hey, Widow kills the Hydra goons in the control room, dumping all of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Hydra's secrets on the internet. Captain plants the virus on Helicarrier 1, as Falcon does the same on Helicarrier 2, so two down, one to go. Soldier takes out all the S.H.I.E.L.D. loyal pilots with ease and boards Helicarrier 3. Falcon gives Captain a lift to Helicarrier 3 and cue a smashmouth fight between Captain and Soldier. Soldier throws Falcon off the helicarrier, so he free falls landing in the office building to take down Crossbones, with Hill spewing orders from the control room. The end is in sight. Captain has a balls to the wall fight, no holes barred. F- fucking kick-ass fight with Winter Soldier, who all black kills him as Falcon has a knockdown brawl with Crossbones. Soldier shoots Captain multiple times, has S.H.I.E.L.D. ever heard of bulletproof fucking vests? I mean, come on, really? Also, while I'm at it, where was Fury's bulletproof vest he wore in Avengers? Why did he not wear it in this one? Again, bad rating! With everything all but lost and the helicarriers picking their targets across the globe, or actually across America, Captain gets the last virus planted in a nick of time. Hill now controls the helicarriers, who gets them to shoot down each other. With Bucky trapped under metal beams, Captain tries his best to help his BFF. Widow shocks herself with one of her stun bracelet thingies. Fury kills Pierce by filling full of bullets. Two helicarriers blow each other to the sky, as the third, with Captain and Bucky on board, takes out the office building, killing crossbones as it does. Falcon gets away in the nick of time by jumping into Fury's helicopter. Captain frees Bucky and tries to reconnect with his friend, but Bucky slaps him down as the third helicarrier crashes into the river. Captain fails to grip with Bucky, who ground and pounds Captain's face and all but kills him. Captain knocked out. Free frogs from the helicarrier landing in the water, but Bucky saves him last minute from drowning and just walks off. Captain wakes up in hospital with Marvin Gaye playing on an iPod with Falcon by his side. Agent 13 goes to CIA, Maria Hill goes to Stark Industries, Crossbone is found almost dead and is taken to hospital. Fury burns his eye patch as Widow takes the stand to testify against Hydra, Captain Falcon and Fury stand at Fury's gravesite and note the Pulp Fiction quote on the gravestone. Widow hands Captain the file on Winter Soldier and tells him to call Sharon. As credits roll onto a mid-credits scene of Strucker with the twins Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch, onto the end-credits scene of our armless Bucky looking up himself in the Captain America wing of the Smithsonian. So, that was Captain America Winter Soldier. The best of the solo Avengers movies, mind you, that isn't saying much, as it has Thor Dark World and Iron Man 3. Still, this is the best of the bad bunch. Great action, taking right of 90s movies, a clever swipe at the modern world, where we all live online, and can't stop updating our bloody uh, Twitter feeds, etc, etc. 
but it's 30 minutes too long. Therefore, I'm going to give this thing a 7 out of 10. Come back next week for my look at Civil War, then the following week for Captain America 1990. Don't forget to like, share, comment and subscribe. Also follow me on Twitter at Here's Johnny's Pod to get updates on movies I'm doing and vote for movies I want to cover. Email me with suggestions to here's Johnny's reviews at gmail.com. Check out my other franchise podcasts of Mad Max, Star Wars, American Pie and more. Also, check out my solo podcast of V for Vendetta, Batman and Robin, Catwoman and many more. A bye. Oh, and on your left. <laughs>